0: Amen. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the things that are ahead of us. Thank you so much for open heavens. Thank you for the opening of the heavenly portal over us. Thank you so much, oh Lord my God, for three months and then six months of outstanding favor, of unusual favor. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, we give you all the adoration. And the people said, I can't hear you, amen, praise God, hallelujah. Uh, Today we mark the third day of our praying and fasting. Have you been praying? Have you been fasting? Have you been part of it? Or maybe you have not been part of it. Let me encourage you. The spiritual benefits of fasting, there's something about sacrifice that touches heaven. When it comes to sacrifice, heaven is God, God is God is touched by your sacrifice. And fasting is all about sacrifice, giving up something for the purpose of what, of worship, of prayers. Of advancing God's kingdom, I know that it's, it's not always conducive to the flesh, because the flesh is saying, "Come and eat," instead of saying, "Come and celebrate and let's worship." He said, "Come and eat," and if you're somebody that maybe you have uh, and the food is, uh, and they're like somebody that I used to know said, so "The moment I smelled the smell of egg and and egg and yam." He said, uh, "I'm gone." (laughs) What is your the smell of what? Of fried rice. It's important when we announce three days of praying and fasting because we're going to have another one in July. Be part of it. And do you know what he said to us on Friday? Because some of us were not there. He said, there's a heavenly portal that is open over us. I said, in three months, you will experience unusual, outstanding favor. In another six months, some of us will experience outstanding, unusual favor. And he said, it's time to step into it. Step into what God is saying. Step into what God is doing. You know that if you forget these things, there's no way. What you've forgotten cannot be of a benefit to you. And I want to thank God. I want to thank God for one of us. She sent me the entire prophecy. She sent me. I said, oh, I have it here. And then, and then Saturday morning, I just had on my phone pa, with the details of the entire prophecy. I said, thank you for that. Because you need to know what God is saying. Because what you're forgotten cannot benefit you. You know, God is calling us not to be spectators, but to be participants. That is why you must be switched on. You must be switched on. You can't just be laid back. Faith is not passive. Faith is active. Hello? Hello? Faith is not passive. Faith is active. You must be connected. You must be switched on. You must be a participant and not just be an onlooker or just what, or a spectator. That is so important. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome once again to Resurrection Sunday. Today is the third day. I hope you join today. Hello or you are not able to join, these three hours, ah, if I join from 9 to 12, something will happen to my stomach. Nothing will happen to your stomach. It's not true. Don't believe a lie. Hello? (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. I was at the coordinator's meeting yesterday. I read to them the testimony of a Dr. Tenner, who at the age of 77 fasted for 53 days, and his white hair turned to black. Because, the, uh, yes, it's documented. I can give you this. It's documented. I share with them testimonies of three doctors Dr. Colbert, Dr. Ted, and another doctor of what, of what fasting did for them. And this man lived to be 93. 93. You can't want to say at, at already 60 or 60, so oh, you know, we have become old now. At 60, you have become old. No. No. What do you want to do at seventy? What do you want to do at eighty? What do you want to do at uh, at ninety? You know there are skills now that can tell you how old you are, how old your body is. Oh yes, because they will check everything. They will. Uh, I step onto it. I checked it and checked my weight, my height, my everything and then gave me the age of my body. I said, what? That means we'll check your well, your something function is functioning compared to this, compared to that one, compared to that one and then give you everything. there so you are old. Maybe I should I will carry some of us to come and stand on it. I will ask you how old you are before stopping, and he says, How old are you? He says, I'm already 50. Okay, step on this thing. And he step on it, and he say, say <laughs> "Your body is saying 65. Which means that you just need to make adjustments. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm not joking. There's this case now. He'll tell you just check everything? Papa, pa, 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 check your BMI, check your mass. check your hydration, check everything, check it, and they give you like God. So you have an idea how you are doing. Well, thank God for the name of Jesus. Thank God that no matter what scale is saying, you can be she can be turned around. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for once again for this morning. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for the things that you are doing with us. Thank you for your word to us. Thank you for your word that worked in us. Thank you because we are here today because you called us and you drew us to yourself. Thank you our Father that Oh Lord, my God, you brought us from our various homes, O oh Lord, to come and worship. Thank you for the privilege of worship. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Thank you, wonderful Savior. Thank you so much for Resurrection Sunday. We are rejoicing today. We are healed today. We are happy today because of resurrection. Thank you so much, O Lord, because the power of sin has been broken. The power of Satan has been destroyed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because he will continue to try, but you will continue to lose. Because the enemy is a loser from the beginning. But thank you, Father, for today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray Amen. This morning I want to share with you the seven major events that took place at crucifixion. Seven major events that took place at crucifixion. But before then, I want to make an announcement or remind you or let you know this. That God has a big storehouse. Hello somebody? god has a big or we'll call it warehouse here but god has a very big storehouse in that storehouse everything you will ever need everything material spiritual physical financial everything you ever need both here In time and in eternity, everything is available in that warehouse, and it has one storekeeper. Who do you think is the storekeeper of that warehouse? Who is which one? Who do you think is the storekeeper? The Jesus. That, that's, that's, that's good. Who do you think is the storekeeper of it? Those of us from here? Jesus is a good answer, definitely. But the storekeeper, the keeper of that storehouse is the Holy Spirit. He's the keeper of it. All the wealth of the Godhead. The Father, the Son and in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Everything. That is why it is so important that you learn to become his friend. So that he will show you and hand over the key or grant you access to this storehouse. And there's only one key to the storehouse. There are not multiple keys. Only one key to this storehouse. You know what the key is? Yes, but before you can really lay hold on praise that will open your storehouse to you you must have passed through you must have passed through the cross you must have passed through the cross identified with his death and what is resurrection you must have passed through that and we are here today celebrating. We are here this morning rejoicing. We are here this morning, you know, look at the way they were dancing. We're dancing. Celebrate. Jesus celebrate. Why? Because we passed through the cross. We are no longer on the wall. the weight of sin. Deliver from the power of sin. Deliver from the power of death. He went to hell. He conquered sin. He conquered death so that we can be alive forevermore. Somebody said, we will be alive even after we're dead. They know that death is actually just a transition from one life to another. For the believer. Hello. If you're a Christian, death is just removing a particular clothing, a jacket. What is called the art suit that you're wearing now. Putting it down and stepping into what is called eternity. You will not be dead, you'll be alive. And suddenly you are putting up another body. You know what that body is called? It's called the glorified body. The glorified body. Is Jesus alive? We just sang it. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Is he alive? Is he here on earth? Is he here on earth? Is he here on earth? No! No! He's not here on earth. The Holy Spirit is the one that is here on earth. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Well, he's alive. Is he seeing you? Does he know what you're doing now? This morning, I want to live there before you again what took place at crucifixion. But before I would do that, you know, we we can't lay hold on everything this morning, but I'll try to at least again remind us of some things. And also, trust God that the things that you've learned, that you've forgotten, you'll be reminded. And the things that you do not know, or you have not known until now, will be open to you, so that you can walk in the strength and the power of what has been accomplished on your behalf. If there's any single thing to to, to to capture the entire thing that happened, I can put it this way. All the evil that was due to you, that was due to you, the sickness, the all the diseases, all the evil, everything. Because of the justice and what you did, what your great-grandfather did, Jesus took everything. And then he gave you all his own goodness. His righteousness, his healings, his victories, his prosperity, everything, he gave it to you. That is why, can I tell you, there are some things. When sickness actually hangs on your body, it's actually hanging there as an illegal alien. But if you don't know, you say, oh, this one, no. Because Jesus took them away. He took them away. So that you can walk free. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 19. John, chapter 19. Are you ready for the Lord this morning? John, chapter 19, from verse number 1. Seven major events that took place at crucifixion. John, 19, from verse number 1. He reads, and I quote. So then, Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. He took Jesus and what? And scourged him. I will stop there. What does that mean? The first thing, he what? He said he flogged him. That would be a huge understatement. Scourging is not flogging. You know what scourging is? You know how they used to scourge. They will put. They, they will use a long whip or rope, and on the, on those edges will be what will be metals or bones, like almost putting blade in. You know what I remember when we used, when we were growing up. There's something called kubuku. Somebody said, I don't know that. Well, I'll leave that. You know, it's a long word. Long horse whip. With metal at, they'll put metal at, and then you know what? The Bible said they scourged him. If, if, I thank God for our generation. But this word, these how many words? So then Pilate took Jesus coaching. him. You know what that means, it was called. it was beaten, it was battered. They would put, put blades on that rope and then the person to be scourged will be asked to what, bow down in a place and then the person scourging will be throwing the whip. Bah! and then the thing will warm around his body and then they will pull it That everything was, will be tearing the skin at the back of the person they normally use it to elicit confession from criminals and to ensure that and especially when they've been condemned that the scourging will awaken them to the extent that by the time they are crucified they will not last long there people, many people don't even survive it because of the intensity of the pain and the brutality. Have you watched that, the Passion of the Christ? Did you watch it? How many of us have watched the Passion of the Christ? That will give you a sample of what took place. But can I tell you that what took place, what was recorded in the Passion of the Christ, or uh, pa- the Passion of what? Of Christ. There's just a lot of things that took place that were not recorded there. It was completely battered. It was completely beaten. The Bible says, let me take you to Isaiah fifty two. Isaiah fifty two. Isaiah fifty two. Verse number 13, the sin-bearing servant. If you have a Bible like mine, it says the sin-bearing servant. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high, just as many were astonished at you. So his visage was what? Mad more than any man. And his form more than the sons of men. His visage was completely mad. it was completely battered. Then Isaiah 53, Verse number three. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. As we hid as it were our faces from him, he was despised and we did not esteem him. What did he do to deserve that? Did he steal? Did he commit any sin? But you know, he took the beating that you should have taken. He took the battering that you should have taken. He took the pain that you should have taken. He took the shame that you should have wore, should have been yours. He was not crucified with any clothes on. He was crucified the way he was born. He was crucified naked on the cross. And the Bible says, you will see there, it was he went through the highest form of shame so that you would not know what need to go through shame again. That is why I, I continue to tell people, don't tell anyone shame on you. Especially if you're a believer, because he took your shame away. Don't tell anybody shame on you. And if there's whatever it is that you're going through, that is like shame. Jesus took that shame away. You do not have to bear it. Number one thing, he was scourged. He was called. He was battered. He was beaten. Number two, several major events. The mockery. He was mocked. It was more. Let's go back to John chapter 19. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe because purple is the color of royalty. And then, do you know that when a king is crowned, a queen is crowned, they normally put what? A crown on their head. But they put a crown on thorns? So they put a crown of thorns on his own head to mock him. They say you are the king of the Jews. Okay, take this crown and take this one. They put it on his head to mock him. And they now put on him a robe, purple of royalty. They say, okay, you are the king. Wear this. Then they said, "Hail, what? King of the Jews. And they did what? They struck him with their hands. And Pilate went out again and said, behold i'm bringing him out to you that you may know that i find no fault in what i find no fault in him then whose fault was he bearing i found, found no fault in him he was mocked how many times you know you know that sometimes people have said some things that they they've mocked you and you have reacted to it but look at, look at jesus The Bible says there was no, he didn't utter a word. He didn't say what? A word. He took it. Why? Because he would not allow himself to become what? To become offended because of the assignment that is ahead of him. All these were being done to ensure that he was not able to enter into that final place of battle. I've said it, and I will repeat it again. You can't be offended and be anointed at the same time. The two of them don't go together. The moment the enemy is able to get into strife, you're already defeated. You're already defeated. That is why you must not allow it. You must not allow it. You know, he was beaten. He was battered. He was mocked. All of this is to show us the example of how sometimes to handle some of these things that you don't have to re react. Verse number five. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold what? The man. Behold what? The man. Number three, the identification. Number one, the scourging. Number two, the mockery. Number three, the identification. Behold the man. Behold the man. Behold the man. The Son of God became the Son of Man so that sons of men can become sons of God. He came to the world. He died on the cross. He shed his blood so that you and I can be set free, can be delivered. And become what? God's ambassadors here on earth. Do you know that if you're born again, the Holy Spirit is living inside of you? Do you know that if you're truly His, that God is with you? And if God is for you, who can be against you? The Holy Spirit is living inside of you. You are his. You have been marked. You have been separated. You have been set aside to be his. Behold the man. Behold the man, he was God the son. He came down to the earth and he became what? Sons of all. Son of all. Man. So that sons of men can become what? Sons of God. That's why you can say, I'm a child of God. How did that happen? How did that happen? By attending church? There are so many people that will be in church today. They are not what? They are not known by heaven. How come somebody will ask? Because it is not just by attending church that makes you a child of God. It's when you invite Jesus into your heart and you make him your what? Your Lord and Savior. Ah, but when you just go, you don't do that. You are involved with what? Religion. Because God has not called us into religion, he's called us into relationship. It's relationship. Do You have relationship with him. If you call, will he answer you? Does he know your name? It's very important that he does that. But they are, thank God, thank God, and we live. if he you asks, you this nation is a Christian nation. Really? How many, what is the percentage of people who are in church? Even on a day like this. What percentage on a day like this? Where are most people? Where are they? Long what? Long what? Long weekend! Long weekend! So that you can spend it what? Long weekend! Long weekend! Is there anything wrong with going for long weekend? No. But it's important, is important. Do you have that relationship with him? In a whole population, how many people who actually are, you know, 65% who claim to be Christians. But how many attend church on a regular basis? Less than five. Behold the man. But you have the opportunity. You don't have to remain like that. Behold the man. Verse number six. Therefore the chief priest and the officer saw him. And they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to him, You take, you take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. Verse 13. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called what? The pavement. But in Hebrew, Gabatha. Now it was preparation day of the Passover, and about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out. Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Who answered that? Who answered that? The chief war? Who was supposed to be leading the people to war? To cry, to worship God. But he stood before Pilate and said, We have no war. King, but. So he actually. He denied the one that was sent to deliver humanity. The crucifixion. Number one, the scourging. Number two, the word. Number three, the word. Number four, the word. The crucifixion and the rejection. But do you know at the same time? The crucifixion and the rejection. But do you know if you today when you also refuse to follow what he's saying to you. When you live your life in a way that is not pleasing to him, do you know you're also saying what? Away from him. Away from me. Away from me. Away from me. Away from me. The, son of, the son of God that was sent to help them, it was the chief priest that, what? that led the people in rejecting him. That is why it is not by title. Hello? It's not by what? It's not by title. It's not by title. You can be double reverend. It doesn't mean anything. Hello? If you don't have a relationship with him, you can be any title that you have. Senior, senior special apostle. It doesn't mean anything. It's not by title. The chief priest led the people to reject him. And, but they cried out, Away with him! Away with him, crucify him. And Pilate said, Shall I crucify your king? And the chief priest answered, We have no king but war. We have no king but Caesar. Who was Caesar? Caesar was the emperor of Rome at that time. And they were saying that, No, we do not want this one. We prefer to go with Caesar. Verse number 16. Let's continue to read. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went out to a place called the place of Skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him on one side, on either side, and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate, how many? Where was Jesus crucified? Where? In the, on one side was what? On one side was what, and the other side was another what, and a third. Do you remember the garden? The garden. How many trees were in the garden? Also three, three. The three, the, the three of what? Good and evil, and the tree that has all manners of fruits. And then in the middle was what? The tree of life. Because what began in the garden must end in the garden. This is the garden of what? That was the garden of Eden. This is the garden of Gethsemane. The tree of life was in the middle of it. And then they now said, now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth, even at the very end, Nazareth still found a place in it. In that little town, that insignificant town, because Jesus brought Nazareth into the map. Hello, put Jesus of Nazareth, the king of what? The Jews. And then let's continue verse number 20. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. It was at the entrance of the city. Anybody going out would see him. Everybody walking in war, see him. They would normally do that to put maximum shame on whosoever they're, you know, will be crucified. And then uh, written in Hebrew and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. In Hebrew, Hebrew representing word. Hebrew, the language of religion. Latin, the language of government and then what Greek, the language of commerce. It was announcing to the entire world because the the gospel message is a global message. It's a global message. It was written in Hebrew and Latin and in Greek. Hebrew, the language of religion, Latin, because Latin was the language of Rome in those days, so that everybody would be able to read it. And then what? In Greek, Greek was the language of commerce. The gospel message is a global message. You know, the moment you give your heart to Jesus, you are no longer just limited to that small village where you were born. You become a kingdom ambassador, you become a global citizen. And don't just, and if you continue to see yourself from just that perspective, you are making small the one that God has made great. Because you are, oh yes, you're supposed to be what is ambassador, anywhere, everywhere. You can go anywhere because the kingdom is almost like a passport that enables you to cross boundaries and cross barriers. But sometimes we look at ourselves, we limit ourselves, we see ourselves, we define ourselves by our skin color we define ourselves by where we were born we define ourselves by where we, that is why i keep on telling people this is not an african church hello it's not an african church <laughs> praise god hallelujah it's not an african church we may have africans here we have other nationalities here but it's not an african church this is a church that god has raised up toward to reach toward the nations of the world and I'm telling you, in the days to come, there are people that are not here now, that they will soon join us. There are people that are not here now, they will soon start to identify with it. You find people from Chile, you find people from where? From all over, from Colombia, from all over, from North America, from all over, from Australia, from all over. Coming to war To be part of it. Because God has given a heart that is far bigger than where you were born. I don't see myself as an African. I don't see myself I see myself as a kingdom citizen. I don't see myself, oh, somebody say, oh, this is what yes. Thank God I was born in, the, in Africa. Thank God I was born in Nigeria. But I've grown far far bigger than that. Go far bigger. You can ask my wife. When I, after I left, when I was about, when I was going to get married, I was willing to marry a Korean. You can ask her. She's listening to me right now. I was willing to marry a Korean. I was willing to marry... <laughs> people have gone for my engagement in North Korea. I don't know whether they will grant us visa. I was willing. I wasn't looking at, oh, guys Oh, no, 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 no. Those things don't move me at all. Because I know it doesn't move him. God is looking for people with a heart. A heart, that is, it's a global message. You don't treat people based on, oh yes, yeah, this, is, this is, maybe you speak my language, you speak your language, and all those ones. Did you know that when we get to heaven, there won't be one language? These languages that we say, this is my language, it's my special language. You won't be able to speak any of those languages in heaven. Somebody said, but are you sure we'll not be speaking? But you know one thing is the... Uh, There's nothing that you say that nobody will will not understand. Be very, very clear. But beyond that, you know what will be the language there? Hallelujah is a heavenly language. Oh, it's a heaven. Hallelujah is a heavenly. Hallelujah is a heavenly. Hallelujah is a heavenly heavenly language. Oh, it's a heavenly. Hallelujah is a heavenly language. Ah, I like your clapping. Reminds me when you first got born again. We didn't have all these things. There was no words. There was no integrity music. But how do we worship? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're clapping like that. Praise God. But we love God. We wanted to serve him. Thank God for all the music. Thank God for all the drumming. But well, that's not primarily worship. That's just an avenue to express worship. Worship is on the inside. Worship begins on the inside. But when the heart is right, then the expression will be acceptable to heaven. But when the heart is not right, that may, you, you are just one, saying something, making some noise. It is not worth. It's not impacting heaven. And do you know when it's affecting heaven? Heaven is also responding. And it's giving utterance. And it's also giving songs too. There are songs that will be sung in heaven. even that will be, And there are songs that you will not hear in heaven. Because they didn't originate from, he, from heaven. It's only the song that originated from heaven that will be sung there. Oh, because your heart is open and you're connecting with Him, is downloading into your heart so that you can sing. Oh yes, are you saying that? Oh, the one we sing, oh, all those, uh, uh, some, uh, what is the song? Um, it is it, not the language that determines the, the one that originates from heaven. It's the spirit. It's a spirit. You can sing it in Tagalog. You can sing it in what? In um, Swahili, you can, you can, you can, different, different languages. story it's, so it's not the language that determines the origin. Is what is the spirit that determines the origin? Language is just a form of expression. Oh, I'm, I'm trusting the Lord. The idea is coming when believers would not first of all see themselves. Oh, this is where I was born here. This is where I belong to. This is where that you see yourself as a kingdom citizen. That all of us will we are relating with each other, and we're not saying this one is for my village, that one is not for my village. This one is from where this one. You are not seeing yourself like that. You are seeing yourself first of all by the love that, he has, that that the love that took him to the cross, that made him to hang on the cross, that made him to that he took away your sin, so that you can walk in his righteousness. So you relate with people not because of the what, what the language or because of the color of this. you relate with people. That is my heart. And I know that most, many people are not like that. Because people are saying, it irritates me when I hear somebody saying, come to our church, you know, because, uh, 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 where do you go to that place? To come, because is our language person that is here. It's the language person that is here. Let's get to heaven and we'll see. <laughs> You'll be so shocked because you'll be looking for your language people. And there's nothing like that there. Everybody is worshiping. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody, somebody is, you're speaking your language. There's no language, there's only one because they'll be just understanding any language that you're speaking. Everybody will be having an understanding. You speak Bosnia, who? Somebody speak uh, Croatian, speak uh, Tagalog, speak to. Everybody will have clear understanding. That is why I said, for God so loved the world, that he gave his word, his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, the world, praise God, hallelujah, praise the name of the Lord, hallelujah, start to see yourself as a kingdom citizen. See yourself like that, then it becomes easier, because if you don't let me warn us. Let me prepare us. God is bringing many into this church who will not be speaking your own language. So, better get used to it so that you're able to receive people. And if you want to say, oh, you know, receive them and treat them and accept them and love them in spite of where they are from, in spite of the color of their skin, in spite of who they are, or just because of Jesus. Just because of Jesus. The new place that God is taking us. The lot of people that God will bring there, they are not world. They might not be speaking the language that you know are familiar with. But we must learn to treat them with treat them with the love of God. Not just by the color or not just by the place. Treat them like that. Revelations 5, I love this, from verse number 8. Revelation chapter 5, what does it say? Revelations 5. Revelation chapter number 5, from verse number 8. Now when you are taking the scroll, the four living creators, and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Who are the 24 elders? The 12 what? The 12 apostles and what? The 12 apostles of the lamb. Look at the apostles today, but the apostles of the lamb. There can only be what? You can have apostles today and the apostles today, but you cannot have apostles of the lamb begin. 12 apostles of the lamb. And then 12 what? The 12 elders of Israel. 24 elders. What did they do? They what? They fell down before the Lamb. Hallelujah. Oh, they they bowed before the Lamb. Everybody fell down before the Lamb. There are two ways you fall down before a king. You rather do it willingly. You better learn to do it willingly. Fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Oh, when the saints Go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching, go marching in, oh, the Lord no question. In the number, when the saints go marching in. The prayers of the saints. The prayers of the saints will go up to him like Jesus. Your prayers are not wasted. Somebody said, but I've been praying, I've not seen the result. You just be patient. Because what is putting it together for you in a package to deliver it to you in the proper time. That is why you must never give up. Delay is never denial in Him. The prayers of the saints. And then what happened in verse 9? Verse 9. It says, And they sang a new song, saying, What? You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal, for you are slain. And have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every world. Out of world. Out of my village. Out of every world. Tribe. And what again? Tongue. And what again? And what again? And what again? Out of every tongue. Out of every tribe. Out of every people. Out of every nation. Does it include all nations? Does it include Cameroon? Does it include Benin? Does it include Nigeria? Does it include Australia, does it include Colombia, Chile, everyone! And what will they do? Verse number, and you have made us kings and priests unto him and Shari. The gospel message is a global message. It's not just a local message. And if you belong to him, you give him your heart, you are being restored to be a global citizen. That will cross borders and boundaries and break through every limitation. Amen. So don't make small the one that God has made great. Then finally, let's go back to John chapter the gospel message, number one. This is number one. Number five. The gospel message is a global message. And then number six. Number six. Verse 25, now there stood at the cross of Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, merely the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his word, and the disciple whom he, standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your word. Then he said to the disciple, behold your word. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his home. I know what the Spirit of God said to me that at the height of his pain, he took care of his family. He took care of his mother. There was no mention of Joseph here again. Joseph, until we see him, they will be to find out what happened to Joseph. One way or the other, he has ceased to be mentioned, but merely continue with him till the very end. Thank God for mothers. The hands that rock the cradle will eventually rule the world. Thank God for mothers. And he said, he said, son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. Can I make this? Can I say this to Rose? Don't treat your parents anyhow. Don't treat your parents anyhow. Don't say, I don't have time for you. But when you were young, when you were vulnerable, when there was no, when he was breastfeeding, she was breastfeeding you. When he was taking care of you, when he could have dumped you. Now you say, I'm so busy, I don't have time, because, is that the you call it, I don't have time. Don't despise them, especially when they, are, when they are very vulnerable. When they are old, when their backs are bent, when they can't do much again, don't despise them. If they are still your responsibility, don't just handle them anyhow. This is so important because many times in modern life, we don't treat our parents, especially we say, Oh, yes, we're so busy with work, we're so busy with that. You don't have to be going there all the time, but do you pick and just go, Daddy, how are you doing? Mommy, how are you doing? And not only that, do you take care of them? They don't need whatever you send to them for you to feed some of them, but if they do, and you are denying them of that. Ah, don't position yourself for a world, a God. And not just spiritual, not just not just your natural, even your spiritual parents too. I remember when I got here, we didn't have anything, much. We were just I went. I said, the little you have. Pastor Buckley was my spiritual father. I opened you, do, you will know this. I opened a place where I was keeping little money. How much is that? Keeping it aside for him. Anytime he'll come and say, oh, this is the card. Whatever you want to use, to do it. And he, was, he went and announced to the whole church. He said, look at what Pastor She has done for me. What have I done? I, what just the little that we have. Because I don't have my natural appearance. at God. gone. He's the one that is like a spiritual one. And I said, no. Whatever it is. How much? But I was, I was taking care of him. I was just that. He went and announced, How much is it? Do you know what? Years later, my own daughter went and opened an account. He said, Daddy, take it. He me the card. Whatever you want to use it, this is what you use it for. She was young. I never told her anything about what I did for Passover. But he went and did the same thing. He said, Open an account. I said, Take it. Use it. How much is there for that thing? And I go there. I remember I'll bring her the card because you know, as a, as a lady, she picked a uh, pink color and I started telling about pink card card with pink. I wouldn't pick pink card, but I want to buy a pink card. Many people have looked at her, what is the band using with the pink? But well, that's what she did for me. That's what she did for me. You know, he said, whatever thing that you need, little. If you could do that when she's earning little, how much will she do when she's more? Why will she not be blessed? Why will she not go great? Why will she not what become what a kingdom ambassador? Don't treat your parents anyhow. I laid the foundation when I did that, and look at what God. And do you know what he's He has done? He's also laid the foundation for our own children too. They will not forget her. I will not forget her. And look at what He did. I will show you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter six. Is very important. He hung on the cross. Remember, he's been battered. He's been beaten. His back has been what? Almost blown away. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is what? Right. Verse number two, honor what? Honor your father and mother. Look at verse number one. Obey your parents what? In the Lord. Don't cheat them anyhow. Don't treat your parents in the Lord anyhow. Don't treat them anyhow. Care for them. Pray for them. Don't just pray for them. Look up Show your concern. They don't even need to pray for you because of what you're doing. Their heart is blessing you. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, but this is right. Verse number two. Honor. Honor your father, which is the first commandment with a promise. And what is the promise? That it may be what? well with you and you may what? Live long on the face of your earth. I'm not joking. There are people who died young because of the way they treated their parents. Treat them very well. Don't joke with them. And for those who are listening, you know, treat your parents very well. Don't despise them because of their old age jesus handed over uh, praise god i know we can be busy and he said but i don't really have time i'm taking the can i tell you the story of a man oh, oh, this was driving his uh, his dad to the uh, what do you call it now nursing home and with his own son was in the car and they were going they were driving uh, and the son is four year old said dad why are you taking grandpa he said i'm you go- know i'm so busy i don't have time now i'm taking grandpa to nursing home he said, we where is nothing home? He said, okay, you will see it when we get there. Is that the place that I should also take you when you grow?" And the man said, eh? He said, what did you say? He said, are you saying that is the place I should also take you? And the man said, okay, 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 okay. I think we need to go back now. Yes! But if you don't have, if that is the only thing you have, God knows but when you can do more. Finally, what is that, number six? The, the message of the family is the core message of the gospel. All these things have a game, is an attack from hell against family. We must take our stand because the family is the basic building block of the society. When the family fails, the society will be ultimately destroyed. The reason why you have a lot of delinquents in the present day society is because of the family, the failure in the family. verse number what? Let's go there and I'll round up 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were what? Were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Said what? Said I thirst." Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on a hyssop and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said what? It is what? Finished. And bound his head, he gave up his spirit. Look at 28. Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished. The moment he hung on the cross, he was battered. He shed his blood. He was pierced where? On the what? On the left palm? And then what? And where else? on the word size and what again where so how many places was it pierced how many five is the number of all for by word for by grace are you saved for by faith are you saved through grace the grace of god it was pierced five Times, five places so that grace can be poured out to humanity so that we can be saved. All things were now accomplished. That is why we can say, take authority over sickness and disease. Can I tell you something? Sickness and disease has been destroyed. The power of it has been broken. You know, They do not have a right to afflict you. If you know what God has done, if you are willing to take your stand on it, if you take the, promises, promise, the promise of healing, and you start to meditate on it. We go to the doctors all the time, and they say, "What? Well, take these two tablets three times daily, isn't it? Supposing you just, after receiving a prescription, you took it one time and then threw everything away. And now say, but look at me. I don't know why I'm still feeling this, I'm still feeling that. They will ask you if you return, did you take? Uh, have you been? He said, "Yes." Uh, Pastor. I mean, doctor, since I came, nothing has happened. He say, but how uh, about what I told you to take? He said, "Well, I didn't like it, I didn't, and I threw it away." You know. Same thing with God's word. The word that you're hearing, you're supposed to go back, sit down again, and listen to it, meditate on it, take time, look at what He has done for you what he has accomplished on your behalf. Meditate on it. Take it two times daily. Take it three times daily. Meditate on it. Do not let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. But meditate on it so that you can see what has been done, what has been accomplished. There are so many things. Number one is healing. Number two is provision. Number three, deliverance. Number four, so many things that he was concluded on the cross of Calvary. Find out what has been done and lay hold of it. It is finished. Not it will be finished. He finished it, what? 2,000 years ago. It's been accomplished 2,000 years ago. Don't allow Satan to steal from you what God has already concluded or what has been finished. Learn to lay hold on the finished work so that you can can be partaker and and enjoy the benefits of what he did. On the cross concerning you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is finished. Rise upon your feet. It is finished. Thank Him for the word you've heard. Thank Him for the word you've heard. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise for what you've had. Thank him for the word. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. Thank him for this word. Thank him. Seven events that characterize crucifixion. Thank him for the word. Thank him for what has been finished concerning us. Thank Him that we're free. Thank Him that we're healed. Thank Him. Oh, my soul, my soul, my Heaven and earth will fade, but His word will still remain, for He will do something new today. God will make a way <laughs> where there seems to be no way. He walks in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for us. He will be our guide. Hold us closely to His side. We love and strength for each new day, he will make way. He will make way. Father, thank you so much, O oh Lord, my God. Thank you for empowering us. Thank you for the war we've had, and thank you so much, O oh Lord, my God, for eyes that have opened, for ears that have heard and hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you.